Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. My name is Pastor Matt McClory. I'm so glad you could take the time to listen to this message. We're going to be reading out of 1 Kings chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. And before we, we dive into this scripture, um, just wanted to give a bit of context. So this is, we see King David in his final moments of life. He's, he's close to his death, and we see this image of him, in a way, passing the torch to his son, Solomon. And after 40 years of ruling, uh, you know, he, he's realized that his time has come. He's passing the torch to Solomon, and King Solomon is now like, okay, cool, I've, given, I've been given this new role. I've watched my dad do it for a long time. And... Uh, all right, we're just going to see how this goes. So he's stepping out kind of into a new role. And we pick up in this part of Scripture where he goes to Gibeon to offer a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. And then God appears to Solomon in a dream. So later that day, when he's sleeping, God appears to him in a dream. And he tells Solomon, ask for whatever you want. Just whatever you need, you can ask it from me right now in the dream. So that's where we pick it up. So we're going to start in verse 7. So verse 7 says, Now here I am, God, this is Solomon, my God, you have made me your servant, ruler of the kingdom, in place of David, my father. I'm too young for this, a mere child. I don't know the ropes, hardly know the ins and outs of this job. And here I am, set down in the middle of the people you've chosen, a great people, far too many to even count. Here's what I want. So this is him talking to God now. He's like, all right, here we go. God, or sorry, give me a God-listening heart so I can lead your people well, discerning the difference between good and evil. For who on their own is capable of leading your glorious people? God, the master, was delighted with Solomon's response. God said to him, because you have asked for this and haven't grasped after a long life or riches or the doom of your enemies, but you have asked for the ability to lead and govern well, I'll give you what you've asked for. I'm giving you a wise and mature heart. There's never been one like you before, and there will be no one, one after you. As a bonus, this is cool. As a bonus, I'm giving you both the wealth and glory you didn't ask for. There's not a king anywhere who will come up to to your mark. And if you stay on course, keeping your eye on the life map and the God signs, as your father did, I'll also give you a long life. So good. Let's pray together. Jesus, I just come to you right now. I just thank you for the opportunity that we we get tonight to just open your word and to learn more about you, Lord. And I just pray that as we we dive into your word and and we take apart and kind of dissect what this passage is trying to say, that it would transform our hearts in the process, God. And I pray ultimately that we will leave this room better than the way we came in. In your holy name. Amen. So good. Well, tonight I want to preach a sermon entitled, What Do I Do? Turn to your neighbor and say, what do I do? 
All right, turn the other one. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> I believe, I believe in, in the next 20 to 25 minutes or so, Jesus is going to transform our view of what applying godly wisdom looks like for our lives. So I think that's, I think he has something really amazing in store for us. But does anyone remember a little while ago when I spoke about my trip in Costa Rica? Does anyone remember when I was talking about ziplining? Some of you guys? Yeah. I was a scaredy cat. I mean, for good reason, though. I definitely thought I was going to die. But there, there are definitely more stories uh, to that trip in Costa Rica. And I was going to give you guys part two tonight. You guys ready for part two? There are more. You thought I was done, but there are more stories. Um, oh, yes. Part two, for sure. So we're chilling in Costa Rica, and we, we ended up getting a rental like from the airport. We're driving. I wasn't driving. My dad was driving. And this, this car was probably, the best way I could describe the car was it was like a knockoff of like a dirty, run-down smart car. It was tiny. It was like really, really tiny. And it was standard, too. Is anyone like good at driving standard? Like six shift? Jake is. That's about the only one. I, I'm with most of, most of the people in this room. Not very good at driving standard. But, um, you know, eventually my dad decided, you know, when we were driving one day down a dirt road with, like, cows everywhere and animals, like, running in front of our car and stuff, that it'd be a good idea for me to try driving. And I was like, ah, Dad, I don't know, like... You drive, you're good at driving standard. Like, I haven't been driving standard for that long. Granted, my dad taught me, but it's it only been like a few months, maybe, since he taught me. And I was a little rusty, so I was like, oh, I don't really feel good about this. He's like, well, son, you know, you should just drive. I'm like, no, nah, I'm okay, dad. And then my dad's girlfriend was like, Steve, this is not a good idea. <laughs> Steve, stop, please stop, Steve. And I was like, I was like, listen to Carm. Stop, Steve. Please, just stop. And uh, my dad's like, oh, whatever, he's fine. Like, I'm, I'm pulling over. I'm like, no, 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 dad, don't pull. Oh, all right, we pulled over. And he's like, you're driving. And I'm like, I'm in a country that I don't, I, I've never been here before. And I don't drive stick very well. I don't know where I am. Why are you having me drive? He's like, you're doing it. Carm's like, Steve, and he's like, stop. Like, okay. All right, Dad, fine. You've, you've pried enough. Like, I will, I will drive. So we're driving into town. Still don't know, like, where we're going exactly. But <laughs> I'm driving, and I just remember, like, my eyes were not on the road enough. Let's just say that. Because I was, like, so focused on, like, trying to shift gears properly. So my eyes were, like up and down. So I was like looking at the shifter, trying to like not stall out. Cause there's like cars behind me. It was like stray dogs. And like, I think I almost hit a stray dog one time and sideswiped someone's car. Um, and it was bad. And I got to this moment where I was like, what, what am I gonna do? And I didn't feel like I could just stop in the middle of the road cause I was afraid someone was gonna hit me from behind. So I was like, what do I do? Like, what do I do in this situation? And uh, <laughs> I just, I came across that and I was like, all right, but like, what do we, like, where do we go from here? And I feel like Solomon, in a way, 
in this chapter kind of felt like that. He was given this position, right? So he was, he was like, okay, cool, passing the torch. Son, like, you lead now. You're the king. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, what do I do, though? Like, what do I do now? You know what I mean? And I think a lot of us have gone through that, and we've, we've connected to that thought of, like, what, what am I going to do now? Gone through a certain situation where it's seemed difficult or just uncertain. And you're like, what do I do? Right? So... I like to think, like, if Solomon was, like, chilling modern-day time, he was probably, like, listening to Jay Beebs, and he's just kind of like, what do I do? Oh, whoa, whoa. You know, like, Justin Bieber, like, throws those, like, unneeded, like, little thingamajigs in there. I love it, though. It's like, oh, whoa, whoa. So he's probably like, what do I do? Oh, whoa, whoa. My father is dead. And I've become the new king. What do I do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I tried. I tried, guys. I tried to change the lyrics. But he's probably freaking out. He probably felt a little insecure, right? He probably feel, felt a little unqualified, incompetent, right? But Solomon, this is, it's amazing because he's, he was grafted into this, this leadership role as king of Israel. I have a... He's, he's gained a respect just immediately from other people. He's got an upgraded status because of this. He's, he's gained influence. But he's like, what do I do? And he's watched his dad do it, but he's never done it personally, right? So I love that the first thing that he does, he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to sacrifice a thousand burnt offerings to God, which... Back in the day, the reason why you would do a burnt offering is to, for the atonement of your sins, to, to make your relationship with God right again. So you would, you would give burnt offerings, but he didn't give like one, he gave a thousand, which was really cool. Um, also shows how wealthy he was, but that's besides the point. That's crazy. A thousand, like one dude coming out with like a whole bunch of like animals, dead animals, like a thousand. Like I don't, you don't see that every day. But he was, you know, he's just kind of like, all right, I need to, I need to, like, make sure I start this off right. You know what I mean? So instead of asking, what do I do? If you're taking notes tonight, I really want you guys to write this down. Instead of asking, what do I do? Maybe we should ask ourselves, what do I need? So often in life, we're we are focused on trying to figure out what to do. But when it gets down to the wire, and we, we, f- we forget very quickly that God is, is ready to give his wisdom to us. Yeah. We don't have to do it on our own because we have God, yeah. the one that goes before us. We need to take on divine instruction, not human wisdom. That's what we need. So Solomon realized that he needed wisdom from God. It would have been easy for Solomon to panic and crumble under all that pressure, right? But he knew what he needed, more of God. He even said it to God, I'm, I'm but a child. I have so much to learn. How do I best govern your people, God? But his humbleness, that's important. His humbleness was shown in this moment. And he knew he needed to rely on God. So let relying 
on God be your response when things start to get difficult. You see, when you, when you become reliant on something or someone, you're admitting that you can't do it on your own. You, you need assistance or you need help. Receiving help from God means everything will work out. If you rely on him, you admit, okay, I can't do this on my own. I need you. He will come through. So when, when you rely on God, you are blessed for the journey ahead. When you rely on him, you're blessed for the journey ahead. And when we come to him in humbleness, God honors it. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. I think a lot, a lot of the times when we're, when we're in church, it's easy to kind of like, you know, live out Instagram is to, to show your best and then just hide the rest. And you don't need to do that. When you come into church, it's okay to not be okay and to be vulnerable with someone that you trust and have a genuine relationship and have community. Know that you can have genuine relationships here in the exchange. Like we're here to build community that's meaningful and we're here for each other at the end of the day. So, but that's just a side note. So we need to rely on him, right? We need to rely on him, but we also... We need to just ask for it. I think there's power in asking. If we are asking for the right, are we, are we asking for the right things in life? The world will say you need certain things to find fulfillment. It's all over the place. But what does Christ say? James chapter four, verse one, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. It's so good, right? What could easily, what could have taken Solomon down? His pride. That's one thing that that could have taken him down. But in that moment, when God asked him in that dream, what do you want? His first response was like, I need you. I need to rely on you. And he asked for the right thing. And he didn't allow pride to get in the way with that. This idea that, you know, I'm king, I'm in charge. Now I've got this, I can do it on my own. But he, he didn't have that. And let me tell you tonight that pride will quickly lead you to a dead end. Our pride can take our identity if we're not careful. But we need to lean, we need to lean on the trust that our, our identity is found in, which is God, the one who formed us in our mother's womb. We, we find our identity and security in him. We must ask him and let go of our pride. But we gotta ask yeah. for the right things. We gotta ask for wisdom. Not only do we need to ask, but we need to seek it in his word as well. We need to seek it in his word. His truth is where his words are found. His words are a blueprint to how we live life. But not from a posture of just trying to get by, but from a posture of fulfillment. I hope you hear me tonight when I say this. God is inviting us to ask and seek him. It's our decision if we follow through and do it or not. If you notice at the end of the scripture, God said, what did he say? He said, if you follow in the ways that your father did, you will have a long life. 
So why is that important? If you decide to, to follow in the ways that your, your father did, I will give you a long life. So it's a, a, decision, a decision, right? So he had to decide. I mean, he, he didn't end up deciding later on, but we can still have that option. You know, we can decide to, to follow through and to, to seek what he has for us instead of what the world has for us. He, he also could have asked for anything. He could have even, you know, he could have t- taken on human wisdom so easily. Could have, could have considered that as more valuable, but he knew what was valuable. He could have asked for riches. He could have asked for the long life, wishing death on his enemies, which was mentioned in, in, in the passage, but he didn't. And the crazy thing about it all is in the end, God gives him the option, like I was saying, of a long life, but he also gave him wealth. He gave him that. So the things he didn't ask for, that's what I love about this, this scripture is that he's, he's, okay, what most people would ask for is wealth and status and, and honor and all of this stuff, but he didn't ask for that. First thing he asked for was wisdom. And God knew that most people would ask for those other things. But he's got so good that he would be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna give you wisdom, an attribute of myself, but I'm also gonna give you those things that you didn't ask for. And that's so often with God that he does that. Is anyone thankful that tonight that we, we serve a God that's like that? That we serve a God that's not just like almost enough, but he'll give you more than enough? Like. It's amazing, it's an amazing thought and just a good revelation to, to take on that we serve a God that brings more than enough to our lives. He, he got more than he asked for. It's just like God to move in that way too. Through a season of uncertainty, God says just wait, you haven't seen nothing yet. As long as you stay planted in him and in your word, and consider godly wisdom. That's the most important thing. Just watch what he will do in your life if you do that. And God's wisdom will always surpass the wisdom of man. That's one thing that I really want you guys to to remember. God's wisdom will always surpass the wisdom of man. It's firm and it's established. It stands the test of time because it is from a perfect father. Amen? So as we close tonight, and you know, we were, I was messing around earlier and telling you about my trip in Costa Rica, and yes, there were some crazy moments for sure, as you've heard tonight, but I think there's a lot of truth in that as well, that I think when I was so focused on just trying to drive the car, I wasn't focused on the road, I wasn't focused on the road signs, and I think in life, you know, we're on this road, this, this journey of life, and the road signs are wisdom. And if, we, if we're so busy, we're just trying to drive the car and in panic and asking, oh, what do I do, what do we do? We're going to miss out on the godly wisdom, the road signs that pass as we drive on this road. Are you with me? So we need to take on that wisdom. Our, our roadmap, our GPS is the word of God. And wisdom is the, are the road signs. Wisdom is found all throughout the Bible. If we, if we don't follow the road signs of wisdom, it might take you a little longer to get to your destination. Yeah. 
you might get pulled over <laughs> as well if you run a, run a stop sign or something. I might be guilty of that, but just pray for me. But hey, there's, there's good news tonight as, as well because God says, ask for wisdom and it will be given to you. Ask, seek, and knock. And the door will be open to you. So we don't, we don't need to do this life on our own. We have Jesus to help guide us, amen? So let's take on his wisdom. Let's rest in the fact that he's gotten taken care of. Sound good? Yeah. You received that word? Yeah. Amazing. All right, let's pray together. Jesus, so just thank you for all these students here. And I just pray a special just prayer, a blessing over them, God, as they, as they work through life, God. Uh, whether they're a student at Flagler or a student at another college or if they're a young professional in the room that's working and learning more about business, God, whatever it is in any sphere, God, I just pray that you bless them where they walk, God, that, that your word would be a, a light to, to their path, God, that they would be rooted in your word, but also that they would hang on to wisdom, your wisdom, Jesus, not not what other people say, but what you say. And Lord, I just thank you for everyone in this room. I pray all this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray it bless you greatly. Please visit us at www.colonialchurch.life for more.